0: Hello, and welcome to the Wade John Taylor Podcast. I'm your host, Wade John Taylor, editor of the pamphlet. And for the next half hour, 45 minutes or so, we'll be going over news as it relates to the Patriot Movement. As always, if you'd like to know more about the pamphlet, go to www.thepamphlet.net and check us out there. You'll find past issues in the library section, and also blog posts, as well as links to the podcast that you're listening to now. As always, thank you for listening to me. I hope you receive a little bit of daily inspiration on all things related to the Patriot Movement. Let's jump right into it. All right, first off, I think it's important to address the election fraud that will not die. Matt Brainerd, who is with the Data Integrity Project, has identified a number of fraudulent votes included in the 2020 election um, in three states, Georgia, Arizona, and Wisconsin. And he has identified uh, enough information that would actually overturn the 2020 election. And, you know, this news sounds like it's, it's actually coming from several months ago, but really, this is new. In addition, the owner of uh, My Pillow, uh, Mike Lindell, is going to be a big be doing a a big release on Friday. Um, so he claims that uh, will also um, show that there's enough information to overturn the election. Now, I'm not quite sure what all of this would actually mean. There isn't a mechanism that I'm aware of that um, could actually. Overturn the election uh, now that it's done and now that Biden is sworn in. And so I'm not quite sure all the buzz, but apparently there's quite a bit of hard evidence um, that it's now circulating. I mean, we've known it's been out there for a long time anyway, and it was suppressed before through the legal system. So I'm not quite sure why why the push lately on several different um, media outlets and several different... Um, individuals and and companies who really have been doing a deep dive into this Um, but it is still surfacing out there and with (laughs) I don't even know how many executive orders uh, Biden has done and and all the damage that his administration has has already done Um, I know that there's a lot of people with buyer's remorse and people are really like see it really was was stolen well we we already know that so uh, unless somebody can say well Here's the mechanism that that we have to reverse this. Then, then I don't I don't know what the point is other than just to to show that it was done. Uh, the left certainly isn't going to relinquish power, and they're going to hold on. It it was it was impossible to get any courts to hear it when Trump was the president, and now that we you know more evidence will show that he was the duly elected president, Biden and The Democrats are firmly in control. So I really don't see the mechanism um, to change anything. But it is out there, and I suspect that the drumbeats will get louder and louder as Biden continues in his, um, well, administration, for lack of a better word. And in another sign that the current administration is digging in its heels at least 5,000 National Guard troops are going to be staying in the capital indefinitely. The barriers around the capital and other strategic areas, including fencing and razor wire, are going to be made more permanent. So it looks like the, the capital is going to be turned into a defensive structure. Now, as far as I'm aware, and I've been looking everywhere, there's not a, an active threat but perhaps they are worried that people are starting to turn against the fraudulent administration and they're going to do whatever they can to hold on to power i you know one of the things that i can point to is generally when there is wrongdoing there's a a great deal of paranoia that um (laughs) that goes along with that I, I guess it's like uh, someone who's who's cheating on their, their wife or husband and then they turn around and accuse the other person of doing what they do just simply because, I don't know, guilt or, you know, well, if I'm doing it, certainly they must be doing it. Um, or, Here, let me check your cell phone. What are you doing? You know, all the all the things that go on in, in weird, you know, um, broken relationships. Um, this is kind of like a broken relationship with the, the government. Certainly they, you know... They're worried about people um, throwing them out of power because, well, they stole power. Uh, that's that's how I'm kind of perceiving this to to go on. And the military is having tons of, of capitulations right now. The Biden defense secretary has purged oh, hundreds of Trump loyalists and stripping them of their posts, and, and it's... He is, is going through the military and, and morale is drastically sinking. And, and I'm, I, you have Democrats who are um, saying that, that troops need to be screened for um, extremism and, and ties to Republicans who are now terrorists. And there is so many crazy things going on that, that the paranoia within the administration is getting really deep. And, and, you know, maybe they know something that, that I don't. But, you know, sure, we're all pretty upset and, and um, <laughs> very angry that the election was stolen. And we certainly um, intend to get our country back. But, you know, there's no storming of the Bastille that I'm aware of. So there's the, the degree of paranoia um, doesn't match reality as far as I can tell. And there's some serious cracks in the Republican Party happening um, that, you know, that we should all be aware of. There, there's essentially, well, a, a lot of insiders are describing it as three parties um, within a party. Those who want to throw out the establishment, those who want to purge the party of any uh, Trump supporters, and those who just want peace. And and that's quite a, a profound statement, but you have um, some serious infighting going on, and it's going to be difficult if the Republican Party can actually hold together. And, you know, there are those that say that, well, the, the dismantling of the Republican Party would be terrible because that would mean that the Democrats will essentially rule forever. But, you know, if you look at things historically, any time a party has collapsed— the the new party that is created out of that actually ends up being the strongest dominant party um, because it tends to be the one with the least amount of corruption. And it it takes people from both sides as as people flock to it and see um, that there is actually a party that cares about them again. Needless to say, I believe that the establishment Republicans are on their way out. Uh, they don't have hardly any support at all and they, they don't realize that their pride is getting in the way but the only reason that so many people showed up to the polls and it was vastly you know more than biden we're talking about 80 million to probably 60 million um, you know maybe it was 75 65 but either way you know trump clearly got way more votes and and it it was an actual landslide and that's why they had to, to cheat so much. But all that aside, you know, that support was not for Mitch McConnell. And it was not for Liz Cheney. That support was for Trump. And that's it. So if the establishment uh, Republicans who are in bed with the, all these corrupt corporations think that they can retake the party, they're sadly mistaken. You know, I'm certainly not going to be voting for any establishment um Republican ever again uh, you know if they don't pass the the Trump test or the the, the freedom patriot test they're not getting my vote and I'm only going to be voting for for patriots from this point on and I don't care if somebody doesn't get elected to office or not you know they're they're well they're all crooks unless you're a patriot so as far as I'm concerned you're not getting my vote and if I don't have anyone to vote I'll write somebody in And and I encourage everyone else to do the same and for those who say, well, well, you know, it's the lesser of two evils. No, you know, two two evils is two evils, and and I'm not going to vote somebody in who is a turncoat and and destroyed the the greatest opportunity we had to to actually clear out this corruption. So, you know, that's kind of my take on it, and I ser- seriously hope that there's a viable third party alter- alternative. I like the Constitution Party. I wish it was a bit stronger and. Um, that's still my, my pick on things. Um, if there is another Patriot Party that comes up, I'm, I'm all for that. But we'll see how it all turns out. But despite the infighting, well, the Republicans are making some, some huge strides. Uh, let's take uh, Florida governor, for example. What's his name? Um... Governor uh, DeSantis, I believe it is. He's taken um, some pretty bold steps against uh, big tech. He wants to make sure that there's a mandatory opt-out for content filters uh, for Floridians, so that basically they have the choice to opt-out of of the censorship. Um, Let's see. I think that there's um, big fines, like $100,000 a day for suspending... Uh, political uh, candidates, and also residents are going to be able to sue over censorship. So Florida is not a, a small state, and this it affects quite a, a few individuals. So I certainly hope that this makes some, some inro- inroads and, and some gains gain some traction against big tech, because I think it can make a huge difference. So I guess the takeaway from all this is, despite <laughs> the Republican Party fighting amongst itself, Um, the corrupt versus those who want to end the corruption and those who are indifferent, Um, the Republican Party is is making some gains and holding their own because the the, the Biden administration is absolutely corrupt, um, capitulating, falling apart uh, just because of its own incompetence. And on top of that, they're so busy purging Every every person who uh, was appointed by Trump or that that even is supporting of Trump from the administration, and they don't even have their own administration in place yet. Uh, the The government is essentially going through a massive heart attack right now. And yes, there's you know more executive orders than you can even count on a good day, but. There's so much evidence that Biden is truly not in control. Um, his mental health is failing. Signatures on his, his executive orders don't even look like his. They actually look like his wife's. Um, but, you know, that's, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. But it, it seems to me that um, everything still is going to be okay. Because uh, the new administration really doesn't have control. The only thing they can do is throw massive amounts of orders out, do purges, go through all sorts of things. And this is really only solidifying um, the true patriots in the country. We're all standing up, and and we all know what happened. And no amount of, of purging is going to change that. And the evidence continues to flow. And the more the, the evidence develops, the more nervous they get, and the more they purge. This is, this is a, a criminal enterprise that is busted, and they know it. And, of course, they're in power, so they're going to do everything they can to hold on to that. But they're just flat, cold busted. They, they're in office fraudulently, and, you know, no amount of papering over that or getting mainstream media to to ignore any discussion about fraud is going to do it. We all know that extremists are the ones that stormed the Capitol. Both those extremists on the right and extremists on the left. You know, both um, black supremacists and radical right-wing militia groups participated in this. So it was an equal opportunity uh, event to go ahead and storm the Capitol. But true Trump supporters and those who want liberty and freedom, they they were all outside just standing there. They weren't having anything to do with it. But the government is using this as an opportunity to clamp down. And this was staged, and this was set up, but we all know that. And we're just going to let it play out because we're going to win in the end. And, And they know it, and that's what's got them so scared right now. But with that, I think I'm gonna wrap my first second segment and go to our first break. And when we come back, I'm gonna do something a little bit more um, unique than I've done before. There there's something that I read that, that I'm gonna I'm gonna reread for you all because it, it's such so well written and, and I think it, it is worth um, listening to. So I'll be right back. Back. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast and your support for those of you who read the pamphlet. And for those of you who donate on Patreon, uh, a special thank you for you. It is because of you that we're able to continue to to print the publication, to get it out, to mail it out to people all across the country. And we, we certainly appreciate everything you do. Um, you're the reason we can afford paper and ink. And without you, we we wouldn't be able to put it in the hands of so many people. If you'd like to go ahead and check out the pamphlet, go to www.thepamphlet.net. And if you'd like to be a Patreon subscriber and receive exclusive uh, content, including home delivery, you can go over to www.patreon.com forward slash the underscore pamphlet. Okay, so before the break, I said I was going to do something that I, I, I normally don't do, and that's read somebody else's article. And this this one struck me so much, and I think it relates so much to the, the patriot movement and, and, heck, just to everyday common American citizens that, that it's worth a read. And it was written by a gentleman named Frank Miel. Uh His last name is M-I-E-L-E. I apologize if I mispronounce that. And it's titled Enemies of the State versus Enemies of the People. And it's widely syndicated all, all over on uh, conservative and, and freedom-loving websites. But I believe it first came out of Real Clear Politics, might have been the first post. Um, but either way, I'll go ahead and and read it and let you you hear it for yourselves and you can let me know what you think. I didn't declare war on the establishment. It declared war on me. It declared war on me when it supported energy policies that could enrich Saudi Arabia and Russia and would cost me more money at the gas pump or on my power bill. It declared war on me when it told me my ideas weren't worthy of debate and discussion, or that they were even so dangerous they couldn't be shared publicly. It declared war on me when it used the police powers of the FBI and CIA to spy on a presidential candidate and then worked to undermine the administration of that candidate after he was elected. It declared war on me when it told me my religious beliefs did not deserve the protection of the First Amendment. It declared war on me when it told me boys could compete against girls in high school sports and that they could shower together afterwards. It declared war on me when it offered citizenship to illegal aliens and shipped American jobs to China. It declared war on me when it mocked the usefulness of a wall on the Mexican border and simultaneously put up razor wire fence around the capital. It declared war on me when it tried to defund the police so that millions of Americans would be left defenseless against mobs from Antifa and Black Lives Matter. It declared war on me when it said America was never great. It declared war on me when it told me my children they are not good enough because they are white. It declared war on me when it said that defending the Constitution's rules on federal election is sedition. It declared war on me when it told me that I was a domestic terrorist if I didn't believe the government's official pronouncements about elections, about free speech, and about right and wrong. Let's just say it plainly. The establishment declared war on me and on all conservative Americans when it decided that the leftist orthodoxy was more important than the Constitution. Don't believe me? Fine. Why should you believe a Trump supporter? You've been indoctrinated by national media, big tech oligarchs, and the Democratic Party, and academic elites to believe without questioning that people like me can't be trusted. But you don't have to take my word for it. Listen instead to John Brennan, the former CIA director under President Obama, who speaks authoritatively for the deep state. He said on MSNBC, That the members of the Biden team who had been nominated or have been appointed are now moving in laser like fashion to try and uncover as much as they can about what looks very similar to insurgency movements that we've seen overseas, where they germinate in different parts of the country and they gain strength, and it brings together an unholy alliance, frequently of religious extremists, authoritarians fascists, bigots, racists, nativists, and even libertarians. This guilt by labeling is the antithesis of fair play or justice. It is a convenient mechanism for the ruling class to herd people into identity clusters so that individual rights can be supplanted by group responsibility. If this reminds you of China's cultural revolution, you're not wrong. The ruling class wants you to conform, confirm, and comply. If you step outside the lines, be prepared to be shamed, silenced, and ostracized. A shocking example was proved Wednesday, when Douglas Mackey of Delray Beach, Florida, was arrested for creating memes that allegedly misled voters in 2016 to think they could vote by texting instead of by actually going to the polls. This is the equivalent of arresting, arresting Saka Baron Cohen for exposing the gullibility of the rich and famous. The FBI offered no evidence that Mackey actually convinced anyone not to vote, but even if he did, so what? Would you rather live in a country where the FBI is hunting down pranksters four years after the supposed transgression, or a country where voters are expected to be able to recognize a joke when they see one. But nothing can be taken for granted anymore. The people, and even their representatives and senators, are considered enemies of this state because they hold opinions that don't meet the standards of Joe Biden, or, this is even scarier, Jake Tapper. No wonder the people are starting to rise up and rebel against the plutocracy. It's not we the oligarchs who are the source of power in the Constitution, but we the people. Yet the ruling establishment has forgotten that. If people like Donald Trump and Douglas Mackey are deemed to be enemies of the state, then those who would suppress them and their freedoms must be considered enemies of the people. A house divided against itself cannot long stand, but if there is to be a truce, it will not come from submission, but from a recognition that all people are created equal, that they all have certain inalienable rights, and that among those are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Those words were worth fighting for once, Are they worth fighting for today? I don't know. But I do know this. If Americans can't have liberty, we can't have America either. At least not one that is distinguishable from China. The time has come to make a choice. So what do you think about that? That's a pretty powerful note uh, to be floating around there on Real Clear Politics or anywhere mainstream, but it's out there, and all of it's true. The corrupt oligarchs that are in charge have declared war on us. And the reason that there is permanent fixtures and defenses going into the capital and permanent troops is because they know what they've done. And we know what they've done. And from here on out, things only escalate. And it's not us who declared war. It's not us who stormed the Capitol. It's not us who stole an election and defrauded millions of voters. It's them. And we know it. And it's not just Trump supporters. You have... (laughs) Several million young millennials out there trading the stock market, trying to bring down the man because they're tired of the corruption. Right now, you have stocks going back in line and and silver going back into where it's supposed to be on paper. But as I speak, the spot price in the stock markets is $26.99. That's supposed to be what people are actually buying and selling silver for give or take a dollar or two um, for markups and whatnot but here's the actual prices for a one ounce American silver eagle you're going to pay 38 bucks and change for any other non-denominational uh, silver rounds or collectibles you're going to pay 32 bucks. That's the difference between reality. It, the, the market is broken, and it's getting worse. Uh, you know What the market says something is worth is not what it's really worth. They say there's no inflation, but there's tons of inflation. They say that everything's under control, but it's slipping out of control. We've only seen the beginning of anger and frustration, and it has nothing to do with Trump. It has everything to do with our country and freedom and liberty. And if it wasn't Trump, it'd be somebody else that we'd be championing up there. Anyone who's willing to stand up to the man and give them the middle finger and said, We're not going to take it anymore. And that's where this country is heading. We're not advocating for violence. We're simply advocating for our right to peacefully protest. And it will get louder and louder. Until we shut this country down in a national strike and say, we're done. Give us our country back. And that's what they're going to try and stop. They're going to do everything they can to gain control of the populace and force people to do what they want and purge them of any dissent because that's the only game they have left. We know what they've done. All right. Well, when I come back, it's time for a little bit of hope and happiness so I can leave you guys today with something positive to think about as you go forward i'll be right back after this break again for listening to the Wade John Taylor Patriot Report. Okay, as promised, I always like to leave with a little bit of hope and some positive thoughts. And I get my positive thoughts from from the life I live. From the farm that I struggle to maintain through all the, the things that I do. And One thing's for sure is that life moves on. I've got more baby piglets than I can shake a stick at right now. Uh, Some of them I've got in in the garage, nursing them. I've got baby rabbits in the garage as well, making sure that they stay warm. And we have uh, another bundle of joy in our family on the way as well. Uh, Probably sometime within the next month. Could be a week, could be a month. Um, my wife tends to have hers a little bit early and, uh, we're, we're rapidly approaching on that. And we've had a fairly decent bouts of snowstorms coming through here. And I was outside the other night and it was just beautiful and quiet. And one of the things about living out here is especially late at night, can't hear a car in the entire valley. It's just still. And with the snowfall, it was just absolute silence. And all the animals had bedded down and the whole farm was quiet and the whole valley was quiet. Despite what's going on in the world. Despite all the insanity and the heart palpitations and the nervousness. You can find peace. It exists. It exists in the world. Life goes on. Life goes on without us silly humans and all the chaos that we do. We cause a certain amount of destruction in the world, no doubt about it. But there are more important things than who's president. There are more important things than who's in charge and in control. And throughout history, we as a species of the human race have lived and existed under some terrible conditions. But we're not living under them now not yet. For the most part, there's meals on tables. There's places where you can go to get a meal if you struggle. The power is usually on, and the heat is usually on. Yes, there's homelessness, and it's it's large, and we have a big problem. But by and large, as a society, we're doing fairly well. And yes, it's in a state of decay and decline. But it's not in complete collapse. Not yet. There is time to smell the roses, to stop, pause, enjoy life in relative safely for most of us. And if you're one of those individuals, then savor those moments because they are out there and they are all around us. Certainly there are individuals who are causing more problems than they're solving, and those individuals are the ones in power, and they don't care about us, so why should we care about them? Why should we stress about what they're doing? For the most part, the way I live my life, where I live my life, I pretty much ignore Whatever they're doing. I go through my life as a free man. To the greatest extent possible. And I I catch a lot of flack for it. But so what? I, I, I gave a good portion of my life in service to this country. So that not only could I do what I want. So that others could do what they wanted. My father... Served diligently in Vietnam and suffered greatly because of it for the same reason my grandfather in World War II and many other ancestors all the way back to the Revolutionary War where we had a signer of the Declaration of Independence and someone who served in the Continental Army we even have people who came over on the Mayflower in my family and all of them had some pretty stressful times and difficult times. But it didn't end their lives. Sure, they struggled. And if, if it did end, then hey, their suffering's over. But they persevered. And I've got a feeling that I'll persevere just like them. And so will you. It's not worth stressing over what's going to happen. How is it going to happen? And the play-by-play and the drama. This is not a made-for-TV series. This is not uh, reality TV. It is simply reality. You don't need to play the dramatized music and the instant replay over and over and over like you've been programmed to do. Tune out. Check out. Relax. Relax. Put some classical music on, or, or something different that's you know, out of your your normal wavelength, and I don't know. Go for a drive, go to the mountains. <laughs> I I love living here, and sure there's snow, but there's not that many people, especially in the winter time. Get out, get out of the city. To just take a take a day, take a couple of days. Just. Get out of the chaos. Have a reset. Take your family and and just get away from it all. Splurge on it. I I know it's a big sacrifice, but you'll be better for it. And and when you go somewhere, for for goodness sake, don't turn on the TV. Then in a motel room or hotel room, wherever you end up, just don't do it. Don't turn on the radio unless it's just music or a CD or something like that. I just dated myself. Yeah, MP3. I don't know. Whatever you listen to, but don't don't listen to to anybody, even people like me. Get get away from it all. And and you're going to be a better person for it. And if you live in the, one of the remote places, I just turn things off. Go camping at home. Shut the power off, light the fire. Um <laughs> make make some marshmallows. Wh- whatever. Sure sure it's winter time, but so what? Live a little bit. Do something different. Do something crazy. Read a book. Fantasy book or something. Just tune out. Let your brain calm down and settle down. Because what this administration and the corrupt individuals have been doing to us needs to stop. And by doing what I just recommended, you can prove to yourself that you can stop it. That you are in control of your life You absolutely are And no matter what they tell you That you're supposed to do You don't have to You have that power Stop living in fear Sure you might run into some challenges But that's the color of life That's what makes it exciting Be a dissenter Be someone who's willing to challenge the system. This country was based on challenging the system. This country was based on you being your own individual sovereign and living your life how you want to. It is in your DNA, it is in your blood, and it is your God-given right. Live up to it. I know you can, and you'll be better off for it. Get out of the city, even if for a couple of days. And if you have to go back after that, which most people will, you'll be wired a little bit differently in the head. And pick what you read. Pick what you listen to. It's hard, especially for people like me who are really trying desperately to, to wake people up. And I've got to stay on top of this stuff. But even on days like today, I can go out and take care of my animals and pray to the lord and walk around in almost knee deep snow and feel absolutely alive and wonderful even though i'm hurting both emotionally and physically but it's nice to be able to recharge to reset and i you know i i'm blessed to have that opportunity and and you can too don't let it get you down Tomorrow is another day. The sun will rise, with or without you, and it'll be okay. Don't get caught up in the madness, and I know you're going to be better for it. So thanks for listening. I hope that you have found today a little bit inspirational. It's always good to know exactly where you stand, but it's also really good to be able to stand away from the madness and and just focus on family and yourself and your own mental well-being so thanks again for listening and god bless you and god bless the united states of america have a good night